This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. As they say, angrej apna lagan aur news laundry aur gunde apna hafta kabhi maaf nahi karte. So here we are on Hafta again. Uh, before we start and uh, introduce our guest who's here, a very accomplished journalist with a uh, long uh, uh, you know body of work behind him. Big body of work behind him. But before that I just like to plug what I usually plug. when the public pays the public is served and when corporations pay corporations are served get on to newslaundry.com click on i pay to keep news free and get involved when you pay you are served we are trying to transform the model of news uh, if you don't like us support some other independent media but support independent media if you want uh, independent reporting which is important for an evolved democracy also just like to introduce we are doing our first uh, article Uh, which we want to uh, be a collaborative effort with our viewers it is to spot conflict of interest you know, with this whole conflict of interest thing being the story of the day uh, with uh, lalit modi sushma swaraj vasundhara raje uh, we please get on to newsline.com click on help us spot conflict of interest and tell us where you see conflict of interest and we'll prepare one of the most exhaustive documents on conflict of interest in politics in india today Uh, and also i'd like to point out before i introduce our guests uh, this podcast is produced by kartik njhavan thank you kartik and now uh, and also uh, please mail us at contact@newslaundry.com at for whatever conflict of interest you're aware of or inbox inbox us on facebook so before we introduce the regular gang let us introduce our guests hello mr bhuvendra chobe hi hi abhinandan hi uh, for those of you who may not know him but if you follow news i'm sure you do but nevertheless one shouldn't take anything for granted uh, he's been a journalist for over 20 years now is that yeah, yeah almost almost yeah. almost 20 years uh, right now he writes for the quint yeah i write actually i i look at myself now as a multimedia journalist okay so if uh, if there is a platform which is interested in news i'd like to be on that platform like i've agreed now to do this podcast because i believe that this is where the real future is evolution of new age media platforms so you doing stuff for quint you also doing stuff for uh, i have a column with the pioneer i am doing something with the millennium post uh, i look at myself as a bilingual person since i come from the prime minister's constituency hmm. which is varanasi so i have banaras banarasi yeah, babu banarasi <laughs> babu so i i do a hindi column as well in jansatta okay uh, uh, i do have a consultancy agreement with cnn ibn where i have just started a program called the hot seat which is a weekend interview program mm-hmm. it goes both in english and in hindi mm-hmm. and now well podcasting let's see where this goes okay great <laughs> we also have of course our in house scientist anand who oh. is busy um talking about politics when he's not inventing stuff <laughs> manisha pande hello uh, our only female voice yes. uh, we need Lone to get sideline representation here yeah <laughs> arunab saikya hello good fantastic story which we'll discuss and i'm abhinandan sekri so let's start off with uh, also sorry before we start i'll just quickly go over the stuff we'll discuss and if anybody else has anything else you want to discuss you're most welcome Uh, we'll discuss the media coverage of the Lalit Modi saga, Sushma Swaraj, Rasundra Raje. We'll discuss the protests over FTII appointing Gajendra Johan as the chairman, which has been covered but not that much. We'll be discussing the Shah Jahanpur murder of a journalist, which, in my view, has been hopelessly underreported. Uh, we'll be discussing uh, Advani's interview in fact today that appeared in the Indian Express and a little bit of international news but first let's start with the should we start with the Shah Jahanpur case yeah, sure. yes yes we should so um 
quickly, uh, before we get into that, I'll just tell the viewers who don't know, there was a journalist who was set on fire, burnt alive in Shah Jahanpur. Uh, it was alleged, he said in his dying declaration, that a uh, minister in Mr. Akhilesh Yadav's uh, cabinet did this. Uh, he's dead now. And just today, in fact, the Hindu has a story where the lone um, eyewitness has done a U-turn saying he self-immolated himself. Uh, Arunab travelled there. Uh, before we come to Arunab, Bhupendra, are you satisfied with the kind of coverage this has got? Uh, it's, it's a story which was blown up when, uh, when the story first hit the headlines. I do have my views in terms of how the, the factual reportage of this entire case, whether this was a story which was being reported only on the basis of facts, we'll come to that in a moment. But if you're asking me that uh, did the mainstream media, particularly the television media, did it do justice to the story or not? On one hand, you have the death of a journalist. On the other, suddenly you have a top cabinet minister who's now being accused of alleged acts of corruption. There is a chief minister. Uh, in terms of weightage to the stories, I would certainly say that the story of the cabinet minister and the chief minister being mm -hmm. accused of alleged acts of corruption is a straightaway first headline. Sure. No doubt about that. But every day for four days? Well, if there are new developments, if there are new angles which keep coming in, uh, why not? I mean, don't, don't, don't forget that when the 2G scam first hit headlines, you had a scenario where an entire winter session of parliament was wasted on what issue? On the fact that the government was unwilling to constitute a JPC, a joint parliamentary committee. Uh, so why should, why should the media not be, not be built, I'm not saying build pressure, but why should media not be reporting on these issues on a day-to-day -day basis? I would say reporting on an hour-to-hour basis. This whole criticism which has been mounted particularly by the new age media platforms that that there is this, this new form of journalism which is called journalism in a loop. I say if a story deserves to be put in the loop, please by all means put that story. Yeah, I, Jagindar Singh one day or uh, Sushma Sumar. I don't quite disagree. Sure, I, I, we can get into that. Uh, but before we do, yeah. Just to point out, the story of the death of the journalist <coughs> broke before the Lalit Modi scandal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't see where, I mean, I don't even see, I don't even think that it was really played up before this whole thing. So I don't think this particular news eclipsed his death, or the case of this death, no, because I'm, this broke before. You know, I must point out. I was in Lucknow day before yesterday, and there was a press council team which is uh, which is just witnessed, uh, which is just gone there, and uh, they have come up with their own report. And I understand that that report is being shared uh, with the chief minister. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm not quite understanding as to what is the criticism. Why do you all feel that the story hasn't been given its due importance? Wasn't reported in the front pages? Wasn't it the headlines on television channels? Wasn't it debated at nauseam? I mean, Anand, I what do you say? Let me know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would actually go with Manisha. I, I would say that I, I think it is outrageous that, uh, and I think this is the reason why <coughs> I, I think less and less people would start, um, uh, you know, would go to a television for news, hmm. more and more for entertainment. Maybe it's already happening. I mean, it is hmm. unacceptable that for four or five days, hmm. you can run a single story when one of your colleagues, I would like to call him a colleague for you know all the other TV journalists as well, has been burnt alive. And I think um, you know, that is why personally newspapers will never go out of, out of fashion or out of liking because uh, you know, they, as far as possible, uh, you know, they give coverage to because uh, you, know, you can give space to many things at one yes. go because there's somebody. And, I mean, I, I agree with you that you know, day one or day two of the Shushma scandal, 
Yes, the, the news channels can all cover 95% of the thing on that, but not on the fifth day, not on the sixth day when you're having, I mean, this is a nation of 1.2 billion people. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is why I think it is com the, the news on television gets completely skewed. And I don't know what the solution, if there is a solution, they haven't yet come out with it. Maybe there is. Let's put it that way. You know, I, I, you see, it's frankly this argument that we're having uh, is an argument as old as the media itself. Hmm. Uh, Sainath P. Sainath, you know, the great rural affairs editor, he has made the same argument which is being made here by our friend that uh, if there is a page three event in Mumbai, there'll be 100 television crews which will come, hmm. and there is a death of a poor farmer in Vidarbha. Well, no, I don't think the prime now, time space but wasn't my, a prime my, time my, space. Therefore, my, my, my argument is that what is the criticism? Is the criticism I, that... I point this out. Yeah. <coughs> so, uh, prime time of uh, CN IBM's 8 to 10. Uh, are, uh, for times now, it's not I must 11. point out I'm a consultant there. I do not play any sure, role so whatsoever I just, I, in management. I, I, I just managed to say that because... You know, that, so, uh, I, I can give you my, my no, impression uh, of the industry. No, yeah, for, for, for sure. Uh, um, so, don't seek any clarification from your no, own... No, I'm not seeking any clarification. I just <laughs> mentioned... I just <laughs> mentioned... Cook. I just mentioned... I'm going to he hasn't even channels. started. There's so many yeah. disclaimers, Bupendra. So, <laughs> no, it's because... because you <laughs> no, I started saying... I mean, because... I just started saying... I mean, nothing to do with you sitting here. Times now, 9 to 11. NDTV, we start to meet his show. It's 8 o'clock. Goes on till 10.30. And NewsX, again, I think from 9 to 11. So, uh, uh, News R uh, conducts uh, two debates. It's been conducting two debates every day on uh, the Sushma uh, story. And uh, uh, the same thing happens with uh, NETV. So, what I don't understand is, what is the point of having two debates with the same set of panelists discussing exactly the same story? Which I, mean, I, I must admit that I don't watch too much of news. Uh, I do I watch a lot of news because it's part of the job. Uh, because so what which, I'm which channel are you talking about? I'm about talking, news are? I'm talking about News are as well as NETV. Uh, yeah. And Barkha also. Barkha also. The because connection. the same set of panelists, six panelists and uh, God knows how many panelists on uh, Arnab show, yeah, 10 to 12 <laughs> panelists. And the same set of panelists discuss the same story with a different headline. So I think a part of it could have been dedicated to the greater thing story. I think at least half an hour of... Because I don't think there were, I don't think there were any prime time debates. Because prime time, you you so because you you because you watch because you because you watch a lot of these debates. Are you saying that there was no debate whatsoever on any of the channels? There were no prime time debates. If that's the case, there were no prime time debates at all. Then I then I then I take my words. There were no debates whatsoever. And there was no debate whatsoever. I think I think is a wrong step. There were no debates. No, it was a story. Sorry, before we just get a little more into that, I'd like to get Arunab's view. I'd just like to inform our viewers that we also wanted Arunab had travelled to Shahjahanpur on the story. Uh, for which he spent, I think, some 18,000 rupees, Arunab. Uh, he didn't take my advice. I said, you know, just go stay in a Gurdwara. Every town has a Gurdwara. Eat the langar and catch a bus. We can do the story in 500, but people may not pay. So I'm hoping you'll pay and we can recover our uh, money. But, mm -hmm. <coughs> but seriously, Arunab traveled there. I just, and uh, no journalist was willing to come on record to say, this is what I think of practicing journalism in Shah Jahanpur. We wanted to speak to many of them on the phone. Uh, they don't want to speak about this, revealing who they are. Now, I find that really worrying, Bupendra, and mm. you're from those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we come to Bupendra, just tell sure. us, uh, Arunam, about your impression of Shah Jahanpur. What, what did you see there? <coughs> so yeah, so uh, when I reached Shah Jahanpur, we traveled through the night, uh, uh, and uh, we reached Shah Jahanpur early morning. And uh, a, a lot of journalists, uh, I'm, I'm, I have to acknowledge, a lot of mainstream journalists, you know, helped me, you know, get in touch with people. 
So uh, I, I spoke to a lot of uh, a lot of uh, journalists uh, working in uh, Hindi newspapers in Shahjahanpur, in local bureaus in Shahjahanpur. They were willing to share a lot of information, but they were very clear about the fact that uh, they didn't want to be named. And in fact, uh, in, in fact, uh, for the end hafta for this podcast show, we thought we'd we thought we'd get someone, get a local journalist from Shahjahanpur, and he'd mm-hmm. be able to give some insight on what reporting is like. Uh, uh, and uh, what I discovered is, uh, for the last four years, there have been at least four journalists who have been killed. Mm. Uh, a journalist, uh, um, a reporter of uh, Danik Jagran, was mm-hmm. uh, killed, uh, I think, just six right months back, right out of his office. His throat was slid open mm. right after he had finished his shift. And it has happened. It happened two years back when a journalist was gunned down. In fact, the journalist I spoke to, he his family came under threat. He was said uh, the story he was doing against uh, a local uh, a local leader, not even Emily. He said drop the story or the family gets killed overnight. So I think this is a serious issue about you know this is this is this points to a total you know total gunda raj and you know how journalism it is to do journalism in a in a place like Shah Jahanpur in UP. And uh, so, so, so after today, the witness turned no style. I spoke to a journalist who I'd spoken to. So I told him that, don't you think I should be rallying around him? Rallying around him is a colleague of yours. He said it's not worth it to rally around, uh, 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 rally around for you know the kind of job we do. We get fifteen thousand a month. So I think this is, this points to a, I mean this warrants a bigger debate about journalism in general in you know areas because because I think I think you agree that if this if this would happen in Delhi if a journalist working at a national channel in Delhi or national school in Delhi would have been killed the way he was or allegedly killed the way he was there would be much more outrage or fear of okay so let me give you a few insights yeah. a, I've um, uh, for the benefit of all your viewers I've stayed for some time in Shahjahanpur there's a sugarcane research institute which is one of the most famous institutes yeah. in the country. Roughly 350 kilometers away from uh, from Delhi, just uh, beyond Bareilly. You see, Shahjahanpur is also a place where, frankly, mainstream media would never go. It it's not very far. There's a reason why I mentioned 350 kilometers. It's not very far off, but mainstream media would avoid going there because it's not really a so-called a, a sexy kind of a place. It's not a TRP town. It's not a TRP town. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons why, if tyranny of distance. That, you know, I mean, see, we can uh, we can continue to fool ourselves, or we can talk about facts. Mm. I mean, it's the same argument. Why is why are northeastern parts of the country not given mm. uh, adequate uh, amount of prime time debate coverage? I mean, I have my own views on prime. What do prime time debates achieve? But that's a, for for another day. I think that what ha- what what you are pointing out to it it reflects a larger malaise which exists in the system. And what is it malaise? The malaise is that you. Today are in a scenario where when the story broke, I actually got calls from some very senior officials, bureaucrats in the UP government, who were trying to convince me that actually this guy who died was not a journalist at all. That he was someone, according to these officials, who used to put up a few blog posts uh, uh, and who was not associated full-time with any Mainstream or any accredited news organization. Again, that is also debatable. That is what debatable. Is journalist, what a journalist is today. I mean, I, if you, yeah, yeah, just I, mean, if I, I tweet. I'm Eric, a journalist. Eric Schmidt's book, you know, the display. Sure, 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 what sure. is a journalist also is sure, sure. what it is. Completely. Yeah. Now there is a there is one side to the story which has been reported so far. There is a completely different side to the story which has been spoken about in hushed tones and murmurs. And I want to put this out on the table for all your listeners and viewers. I must point out, I at this point of time, I'm not sure whether that's true or not. Some people pointed out to me that this journalist who unfortunately died 
is an individual who had been indulging in instances of blackmail. Now, whether it's true or not, I do not know. Uh, some people also told me the same thing, which has now been repeated by this witness who has done a U-turn, mm. that actually this was not as if some daroga came and burnt him to death. Mm. This was a case where the journalist put kerosene on his own self and tried to immolate him without realizing the ultimate consequences. Whether this version, which is being given to me by officials, is true, whether what has happened on the ground. That's also what the police version that's says. No. Okay. What the only thing I find slightly, you know, and look at look at the whole thing. So he's he's burnt, and I'm, I'm God bless his soul, and I'm all for uh, you know for finding out the truth, and I'd really like to find out the truth as to what really has happened. But you and I both know, Vinayan, that there have been enough instances in our country where sometimes, whether you see journalistic glory or, frankly, very bluntly put. To get rid of that money which a mainstream newspaper or a television channel gives to a stringer, stringers have gone to the extent of creating events. Yeah, sure, it happens. And sometimes it's gone out of hand. Sure. I do not know whether this is where the, where the truth really lies on this. Sure. One. Sorry, Anand, you've been remarkably quiet. No, okay. no, I'm. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I would, uh, I would actually, um, uh, you know, put a uh, kind of a paragraph below what Bhupendra just said. That I think when you're giving a different version of the event and you're saying that some officials have, have said, told me that. I think unless you name the officials, unless you bring it out in the open, it, it again unfortunately becomes a kind of a, some sources have told me. And I think that's not fair to what the prevailing uh, uh, thing is. And you know, I encourage everyone to read Arunab's piece. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, after all, you can take any event and bring out the you know contrarian version that you know by saying some people have told me that that guy had poured kerosene over himself. Now you can't deny it. You cannot uh, you know basically accept it. But I, I think uh, journalists should probably name who has. You know, I, I think you should. No, I, I, you otherwise, it's very difficult. You know, in Beaufort, you can say you know there there are some people who would in any investigation mm -hmm. you would say well you know some officials have told me that uh, uh, you know uh, Rajiv Gandhi was innocent, Kwatrochi was absolutely innocent. I mean, you can say that, right? You know, New York Times has a very interesting uh, uh, set of guidelines for for mm -hmm. journalists and journalism that anything which is not attributable mm -hmm. should not go on air, should not be printed. Mm -hmm. Now. That's that's their philosophy. I believe that in India, forget India. I believe I look at my own my own self as a test case. Mm. It was my story which put Suresh Kalmadi behind bars. Mm. I believe that if I stop using the word sources, mm. if I stop attributing information which I get to unnamed sources, mm. and I start naming all my sources, I'll be pretty much out of the world. I won't there. be able to do any news stories. Now, and, and that's why I began my, my my submission by saying that there is what I completely do not appreciate hmm. and sometimes find it quite amusing is that the new age media platforms continue to hit out at practices which may be questionable, I agree. Hmm. But you know, these practices have also have also delivered good yeah, but, results. Yeah, but I don't think the CAG report came out. Tomorrow you ask me that I want to know who's given you the CAG report. Do you know that when you know I mean we, we came out with a CAG report and the argument which has been made by our friend is exactly the stand which was taken by the politicians. That we need to know who gave no, this report. Hmm. I, think hmm. no, I, mean. I think I need to add something which which is 
uh, I think many people go into this, you know, kind of a pagdandi hmm. uh, 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 into the forest. Hmm. Uh, what my thing is that there are sources that give you concrete information hmm. on the basis of which, for example, CIG report, concrete thing like a CD, hmm. a source has given you a CD. Hmm. Now you put that CD in the public domain. You need not disclose who the source is. It, in many sense, it becomes like the uh, deep throat or the source that Chitra had. Right. On the other hand, you have gossip, innuendo, you know, all those things, sources giving you that. So I think there should be a distinction made between the sources itself. If a source has given you credible or a document that you then investigate, you put it in a public domain without disclosing who your source is. So I say, who, but if who will take that call? Who will take that call whether that information which has been given to a journalist yeah. is gossip, innuendo, or do I see some merit? No, why I, is it? Why I, is yeah, it? I don't think we I need. Don't, to, I don't see no, why we I need mean, to fund the judgment at all. Journalists, yeah. sure. Vishnu, I mean, if somebody is giving you gossip, if somebody is giving I you information, if somebody is giving you information, if, if Abhinandan is giving me information about Bhupendra Chaube, that's possibly damaging. I go to Bhupendra Chaube and public and, and get a reaction from him. Isn't that what our jobs limited yeah, to? I, so, yeah, please? I think so. <coughs> absolutely, you get it. And and you, uh, since I, I haven't read, read your story, but you know, I mean, you've done some fascinating stories earlier. You would agree, wouldn't you? That there may be instances when I may be in a position to give you information, right? And but I may say that listen, boss, I don't want my name to come out associated with. Sure, of course, that's I mean we. we that's that's absolutely, absolutely. That, and that happens. All the time. Sorry, Manisha, you were saying something before Sorry. we move on to the next. No, I'm, I completely agree with. I mean, if there is another side, it should come out, and the only way to solve that is to do more reporting on it. Absolutely. So if you have more journalists going yes. there talking about, uh, you know, both the sides, and but in this case, there haven't there hasn't been enough, I think, reporting on it. So if we had more people going there, you'd have both versions come out and more clarity. I must say that Akhilesh Yadav, UP Chief Minister, people say all kinds of things against. Mr. Modi, Akhilesh Yadav is not a Narendra Modi. For God's sake, let us not reduce journalism and journalists to this point where we are now saying that Akhilesh Yadav controls country's media to this extent that country's media yes. is unwilling to come up with the truth. No, that I agree. So, but, but, but also, uh, I why. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, that it's because of Akhilesh Yadav or whatever. But I just think it's it's just not big enough, maybe, for the media to pick it up in a way. It's that not sexy enough, Shah so, Many there are many yeah. factors. No, I, 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 sorry, I, there, there was a concept, concept, concept. Listen, you know, Manisha, let Manisha finish. Huh? I said, if you just compare this with the love jihad stories that came out, the whole of media was in UP mm. over something that's it's just crap. I mean, I think love jihad. There's no such thing as love jihad, but you had so many people going there, prime time debates, talking about it, whether it's true or not. In the, and if you compare this to this case, which is also in UP, Shah Jahanpur, not very far away from Meerut, I mean, central UP, you'd say, there weren't you enough know, people, probably because it's not. I'm only too happy to come to another parallel debate which you all may want to have about falling standards of editorial practices. I will give my We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll just move on to the next, sorry, Manisha, we'll just move on to the next yeah, subject. Okay. But before we do that, I just want to point out that there is, you know, new media and then there is new media. So yeah. even when all new media is clubbed together, everyone in the new media is accusing everyone of the same thing. I don't think that generalization is accurate. Okay, uh, fair enough. So fair enough. I think there are a lot of people online who are pretty much just trolls. You just say, ye galha, ye kutta, ye asa, ye sudha, ye. And then there are others who are critiquing. Bhai, hum jab bhi ek sawal poochte hain, toh hume sirf log gali dete hain. But that is the, but that's part of the territory. That's the, that's, sorry, we'll just move on to the next subject. Yeah, sure. Which is, this entire Lalit Suri episode. Uh, before Lalit we, Modi. Sorry, Lalit. Lalit Modi. What am I saying? Lalit. <laughs> this Lalit Modi episode. Uh, before uh, you know, we'll start off with Anand on this. Um, just a couple of points I wanted to make. One uh, here, I agree with Bhupen that sometimes making a big deal of something is important. Like it happened with CWG. It happened with all sorts of other things. Sometimes it's not. It's a grey area. There is no 
mathematical theorem for it, uh, and also the conflict of interest between uh, this one, uh, Asundra Rajiv. Ah. But uh, Sushma Swaraj Sushma Swaraj's his daughter. No, also Sushma Rajiv. <coughs> Both actually. Um, but uh, before we get into that, I just want to point out that after Rajiv got his exclusive, Vasu travelled all the way to uh, you know Montenegro and didn't get the interview. Did you guys see that video? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Have I haven't seen, seen the video. I okay, so for our viewers, uh, he is there and obviously he told uh, Narendra Modi, uh, Lalit Modi, to say that. Um, at least for this one and a half minutes you have to. So he says, it's very unfair Mr. Modi, you've flown all the way here and now you're not giving us the interview. Uh, uh, Modi says, I'm sorry, but my lawyers have advised me against speaking to anyone mm -hmm. and now I can't speak. So, an NETV crew went there. And they recorded it. And they didn't get an interview. But they recorded this conversation. They recorded this, just this two sentences and Lalit Modi walks off. So, yeah, what do you say? Uh, overkill, not overkill, what was remarkable uh, well, or not? You know, I mean, it, it, this is one of those Ocam's razor kind of a thing. You know, the first five minutes I heard after the controversy broke, I knew this was, uh, you know, uh, this was a domain of impropriety. She had acted um, on her own will. She shouldn't have. And she is guilty. And uh, my reasoning is that if the exit is not quick, then it is very painful. It, uh, you know, then it prolongs. And this is exactly what is happening. Uh, you know, this is like the tumbleweed which is gaining more and more dust. And you know, mm -hmm. if nothing happens, uh, even for the next five days or six days, maybe 10 more revelations will come out. You know, who knows, maybe and another once chief the, uh, Once the resignation happens, no more revelations will come this out. This is what happens, you see. I mean, suddenly people bring out documents when somebody, when some politician. That's a great point, Anand, because I was thinking the same thing that this investment of Lalit Mori into yes. the Shansing's company must have this been there is, forever. Yes. But no one knew about this it till is, now. This is 2008. So this mm -hmm. is seven year old story. Mm. And now suddenly, uh, you know, this is like what happens that, you know, you, you bring out, uh, there is some soundbite which is captured in the media and suddenly there are 10 op-eds on it. And this is one of those things and I think, the, I think BJP has done a, a big mistake because uh, uh, even though the quid pro quo as Arnab states, it's probably not watertight. Those emails are damaged. Right. Okay? And she had no business With who, between Sushma Swaraj and, you know, getting mm. uh, her husband's nephew admitted into that. Not only that, she had no idea that the High Court is going to uh, uh, remove this uh, restriction, uh, restriction yeah, the, passport. the passport, give back passport to this thing. So when she made her decision, the according to the High Court ruling, the passport had been revoked, the ED summons were there, and according to Mr. Jaitley, there was this, in parenthesis, light blue yeah. corner notice. So I think on all accounts, she definitely should not have acted on her own. She should have consulted someone. Not only that, she would have declared... No, do you think Abhinandan, that... We've had this discussion on Hafta so many times. Hmm. We have this fundamental problem, Indians. We, Indians, we don't understand conflict we of interest. Do not actually, understand. Which is why... Hmm. We understand conflict, <coughs> we understand interest. But not conflict. The moment you add this proposition... Arunab, overkill, uh, was it covered well, not well? What do you think? I think it was definitely covered well. That's what we were talking about. Hmm. Uh, but uh, more in the story itself, uh, what was also intriguing, intriguing was uh, the way other channels and journalists uh, reacted to uh, Times Now and Arnab. Initially. Initially. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, I have a, I'd have like to ask Bhupender here. Uh, so Shushma Swaraj happened to tweet out uh, about... Uh, Navika Kumar. And Nabikatu, uh, that uh, who's hmm. look who's preaching uh, hmm. Who's talking about propriety? Uh, yeah. And a lot of journalists, including you, happened to retweet that. Yes. Do you think in hindsight it was a good thing to do? I know. It was, I completely stand by what I did. Mm. And there was a certain reason uh, why I did so that. 
you know, uh, one more, one thing. Sorry. I just add one thing. Say again, this is about again about going to the discussion of sources. Mm -hmm. Where she got the story, yeah, maybe uh, that's in material. That's but then material. she had document. I mean, Times now had documentary <coughs> proof to back the story up. So do you still think that it was uh, all right uh, for uh, you and a bunch of other you know experienced journalists? Or was it just journalistic petty rivalries playing out? Who paid the job? No, no, it's <laughs> it's not it's not rivalry in a sense. I, if you if you look at my subsequent tweets, I also pointed out that it doesn't augur well for a union minister to be tweeting like this about a journalist. Hmm. See, I don't care where the story comes from. It's who is a source, which is a source is immaterial. As long as the question is, is there a story or not? In one line, there is a there is only one line story. You know, forget the documents and forget everything. When a union minister is speaking on the phone to an individual who's facing serious criminal charges against uh, against in, in the country who's facing charges of fraudulency the minister should have known better what is she doing it doesn't matter what is the other story behind no, that his question is the retweet was it to point out that it was a terrible thing for sushma to do or was it a point out that supporting Namika? it was it was most certainly to point out that a sitting minister Irrespective of what is the level of her irritation with whoever, should not be tweeting so like this about it. It was a, it was a mocking it. RT. I missed it. Was, I and I, and I retweeted and I put out a tweet after that. I, 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 and in fact, you know, just to add to that, I've just before while I was coming here, I saw this tweet coming from Barkhadat, which will answer. And I put out a my response to Barkha's tweet, which will answer your question. So this is what Barkha says, my dear friend Barkha. She says, I ask again. Coincidence, accident, or design that the two women sing by hashtag Lalit Leaks, not favorites of BJP's top guns? Question mark. Now, here's my answer to that. I say more fundamental question to be raised, and that is frankly what needs to be looked at is why is it that this feud is coming out in the open now when the BJP, which got 282 members in the last elections, and here down the line, if the party is convinced that it is headed in the right direction nationally, why should this feud be coming out? I think that, frankly, is at the, the base of this entire Sorry, Yeah, I completely agree with Arunab. It was quite fascinating to see how the media reacted to the story allegedly broken so just by tell our audience, now. earlier everyone trashed Arunab and then everyone followed the story. Yeah, so everyone uh, trashed him. And the first problem was that everybody said it's not exclusive. It was with Sunday Mail. They yeah. broke it. And you're claiming it to be exclusive. Then I think it was the first time that journalists actually discussed about leaks. I don't think before this uh, we discussed the concept of leaks so openly. Hmm. So there were a lot of people who said whether this is a leak or not. Hmm. And uh, Hartosh wrote a really nice piece in the caravan saying it's most stories like these are leaks, and it but doesn't so matter what? as long as yeah. it's every correct. story is a leak. Yeah, hmm. but I, I don't know if you have discussed this. I mean, I think this is the first time uh, that the media started to discuss concepts of leak or source. Or not at all. So I mean, the big radio Gate story is a classic example of this right. when Vinod Mehta put it out in uh, in Outlook and Manu Joseph put it out in Open Magazine. The only question which everyone had on their minds in Delhi, who, what is the interest? Who has given the story and what is the interest? So do you think was, what I want to ask you think there was no amount of professional library in this because Barka happened to it out to run a story is one thing and to run a campaign against someone is another thing. So Barka, that was Barka was obviously trying to get an interview with Sushma Swaraj. There are two big newsmakers. There is Lalit Modi and there is Sushma Swaraj. Sushma Swaraj is and I put this this also I've gone on record earlier, is the only minister according to me anywhere in the world who has not given a single interview in the last year and a half. Hmm. The last interview she gave was in the run-up during the election campaign in 2014. And since then, she has completely sealed her lips. 
Like Sonia Gandhi, for example. <laughs> like Sonia Gandhi. But I mean, I mean, what I would like to say is, I mean, this this is again the domain where uh, you know established journalists fall into, which is uh, that you know what is the design. Who has leaked it? I mean, this is something which the readers normally do, or the politicians, the timing thing. Hmm. I mean, you know, for heaven's sake, and uh, as far as I was concerned, this, the whole story started because Shushma wasn't even named by, uh, you know, if, if, if her name hadn't occurred in Keith Vaz's emails, hmm. this story wouldn't have come to India. Right. I mean, the only reason why... We don't know that. Uh, Manisha's well, sources tell her otherwise that right. Times Now okay. had this story. Well, and they apparently Times Now so claims that they had the story, but they've yeah. just been waiting for a response from Sushma hmm. and Lalit. So they but claim they that they would have broken it anyway. But they went with it anyway, but we don't know. But that. I mean, you know, no we, we, don't, we don't know that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think the whole point is, uh, and th this is where I, I think uh, many of the journalists get it wrong as well, that immediately, now just imagine uh, the story happening, and people are bringing in three or four things, the timing, vendetta, you know, going after each other, who is the Astinka Saap? Who is this? Who is that? Fanana Dhimka. I mean, imagine if this story was being played out in a courtroom hmm. and a lawyer brought all these arguments, vendetta, timing. What do you think the judge would do? And in fact, there's a Supreme Court judgment on this that the extraneous events do not matter at all. We are to pronounce a verdict or we are to investigate what is the case. But Anand, the media is not pronouncing a verdict or no, doing I mean, a judgment. I'm just the story. Saying, I think these you know. questions are legitimate because another story can come of it. I'm not saying one can. Uh, I think there's just one slight difference of opinion I have yeah. that I'm not saying these questions are relevant to either credit or discredit a story. If the story is accurate, it stands no matter what the timing, no matter what vendetta. But I think those questions are important because those can lead to another story. I just think exactly. it's good to know. I don't think it's... And just one sure. minor point please, I have, please. and I'd like to get Anand's view because conspicuous even in Anand in this, who otherwise I find quite balanced is, yes. I find interesting not one primetime anchor says Modi Mook Holo, Bolo to tum kya bol rahe ispe. Whereas MMS ki cabinet me koi karta tha, gunga hai, kuch nahi kar sakta, and the viciousness with which they'd go. Yeah. Or Arvind, any of his cab, forget his ministers, any tutcha from AAP does anything, Kejriwal Mook Holo, Kejriwal Kejriwal, and everyone goes after Arvind, including you. Kisi ki aukat hai Modi ki, not one anchor says, PM, open your mouth, they're doing a lot of work, they're talking a lot of work, I'm just saying, irrelevant, irrelevant thing. This story for me proves, mainstream media, Modi ko attack karne ki kisi ki aukat nahi hai. In fact, in the, the Times Now debate, one of the panelists brought it up and yeah. Arnab says that why should the PM Why should PM, exactly, I noticed, he was defending yeah. the PM that, so the, and he, he was saying this is not a good political, and this is something that everybody who keeps abusing MMS, Sarvind, Yevo, mm. when it comes to Modi, no one says, why isn't he firing them? So every other leader is responsible for every lowly party worker's actions, but, but Modi is not responsible Hartosh, for his. Hartosh did point out. Hmm. Yeah, did I point think one out or two. What I'm saying is mainstream, yeah. otherwise, huh, sorry, yeah, uh, I no, cut you. I, I, I completely agree with you. Hmm. And that's the point I was making when we were discussing the UP story, that I could understand Mr. Modi, you know, hmm. trying to exert pressure or, or uh, being this larger-than-life figure. I think that what's happening is, that there are three or four individuals uh, in, in the mainstream television media in, in particular who are all trying to be on the right side of the establishment. Hmm. Now, there is a cost to be on the right side of the establishment and people are willing to, play up, uh, to pay up that kind of a cost, which is why nobody's, you don't see 10 questions as was the case during Manmohan Singh's regime. Is this a new phenomena of to be on the right side of establishment or was it there during UPA? It was, but it was not to this extent. 
you see, I could be on the right side of uh, the UPA while raising questions out of Manmohan Singh. But here, I think the story is completely different. And that's why, Abhinandan, I think you're still missing the, the larger point. Mm -hmm. The basic question is that why is it that this story about Sushma Swaraj and Vasundhra Raje has come out now if the BJP was absolutely convinced that it is on the right track with 282 members in the Lok Sabha. We all know that this story has found its way into the Indian system through some Indian people hmm. who, and if Kirti Azad is to be believed, hmm. who goes around putting out a tweet, then how can Astin Kasab and Arnab Goswami, you know, how can hmm. all these people be together in in, in, in the same, same and club? And who is a BJP MP? And, yeah, and who's, a, who's, a, who's a BJP MP? Hmm. The question is that if this is indeed factional feud which is taking place, I want to know what has gone wrong with the BJP that this factional feud is taking place in the very first now, place. Now that's what I was coming to. It can lead to another story. Those questions <laughs> you're talking about. Haan, yeah, but I mean, then so again, you, think, you see the... A, that observation. Do you think, do you see some merit in that observation? Which observation? That Modi is not named when oh, it comes yeah, to this. Of course. I mean, you know, he tweets every five minutes. <laughs> now he can very easily say that I back Rajnath Singh and Arun Jaitley in saying that the story is baseless. Mm. Maybe he say, I, mean, I think he should just say that. You know, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, I agree with Rajnath Singh or I agree with Arun Jaitley. Or he should fire the people. No, but you know, but you look at Mr. Modi's history, you look at his track record. Since 2001, when he became the chief minister, Whenever there has been a crisis, even mm. during his chief ministerial tenure, when he was, let's say, subjected to the CBI interrogation, the SID teams and whatnot, he never likes to engage with people when he's on the back foot. Which is a smart thing to do. Which is, which Actually, is, that's is, what I'm talking style. about, uh, 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 Bhupen. In fact, that's a smart thing for any politicians to do. Yeah, absolutely. When the, when the shit is still hitting the fan, don't talk. Absolutely. Talk when the dust settles. Yeah. I'm saying something else. I know he won't talk. But you can decide that he's not talking. No one about. has... Questioned yeah. his silence, whereas everybody else's silence is questioned. I see merit. I, I see merit in what you're saying. You're, you're absolutely right with Kejriwal or Rahul Gandhi or Manmohan Singh, Mayawati, mm -hmm. you know, or, or Akhilesh Yadav. Here we are, you know, openly saying that the state government is not doing anything. Why are people not raising questions against the state government? Well, I mean, let's see someone who, who can can order Goswami and Times are on a campaign. Ten questions directed to the prime minister. Narendra Roy. Ah, exactly. Can they do that? And will that happen? And therefore, I come back to my point hmm. that why is it that we're seeing one year down the line, one year down the line, the first story which the media has gotten hold of, where there's a whiff of a scam, hmm. where there is some factual rivalry, why is it that this story is being given the kind of attention which it is getting? Okay, so it you're is, saying that something more... It is very, very easy. Nitin Gadkari, let me, let me put it on the table. Nitin Gadkari, minister, former BJP president, you remember his Purti scam story came right. out. That story got played up and it died without a trace. Yeah, right? in spite of Basu doing a full well, truth versus No, I'm talking about now. I'm not ah. talking about when they were in the opposition. Then. I'm talking about when he became a minister. Hmm. After that, he was the first person who was incidentally also not in the good books of the powers that be in the BJP here. Hmm. Sushma Swaraj's story is the second such story which has come out. But hmm. look at look at the kind of you know momentum in Philip which it has uh, which it has been I would say allowed to have. Before we come on that side, I just like to say I think it's to do with the loudest voices online mm. are the right-wing voices, and they will never question Modi. Uh, and I'm surprised that no one dug out of my timeline a photograph of me with Dushant Singh, where there's some soccer tournament happening, and he's I'm taking a trophy or something from him. And then I said, oh, it's not happened because this is a BJP story. Otherwise, someone would have dug out this photograph and said some mile So you've anyway. taken an unsecured football loan from. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, sorry, uh, Manisha, uh, something to say before we move on to the next? No, we move on to the next topic. Uh, Anand? No, I mean, you know, look, it's a clear 
clear cut conflict of interest case, clear mm. cut, and um, ha, I, I would even say that had Shushma Swaraj resigned on day one, uh, Sundra Rajesh uh, probably wouldn't have come out. <laughs> and now both of them have to resign. I think the three of them, Dushyant as well. Okay. Uh, and people in the UK, in America, they have resigned for much less. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. but this then that the you can't compare. Mm -hmm. They resigned for course. hunting. Okay, uh, we can move on to uh, you know the Advani interview in the Express today. Is it a genuine ishara towards Modi? <laughs> for our viewers who haven't read the Express, there is an interview of LK Advani uh, where he says the environment or the uh, it's suggesting that the days that emergency can be imposed are not gone. In fact, that danger still very much looms. Uh, the Express seems to suggest he's referring to Narendra Modi. We'll find a, we'll get everyone's view if that's mischievous or not. And also, um, before we get into that, I just want to point out, uh, I read a piece uh, in the Business Standard, which I think is really funny. It is on um, this uh, film, Dil Dhadakne Do, that how it's a reflection of corporate, uh, the world in India. So I think I do agree with Mihir Sharma that Business Standard has the most interesting op-eds. Uh, they are, you know, fun, they're well-written. Uh, and there are two very good ones in that. But yeah, so let's go. Uh, Anand, why don't you start? Is that mischievous on how the Indian Express has played it, or do you think he's suggesting uh, I mean, it's I, Modi? I mean, I particularly don't, uh, you know, put a lot of um, emphasis on whatever Mr. Advani says, hmm. especially for the reason that I think it's, he has a track record of, uh, you know, doing something and saying something else. Now, clearly, and this, this stems from, right from his Ram Janambhumi days, when clearly he led the movement, yeah? and then when, uh, uh, you know, SHIT hit the fan, and uh, mm. uh, when he was in the Liberhans Commission, mm. uh, he had the gal to say that, uh, uh, you know, this was the saddest day of my life. Mm. So he is someone who, uh, personally, I think I've never trusted. And I think one of, the, one of the few things that I loved about Manmohan Singh was that when, I think, during the 2009 uh, uh, elections before just you know a few days before that and Advani was saying we're going to win but we have to be careful in this and that and Manmohan is silent and all that stuff Manmohan Singh said just one thing and this was uh, you know how can you trust a man who uh, you know who's standing against the backdrop of a demolished uh, mosque mm. and who's saying this was the saddest day of my life and there went you know, so, but, but, so, but you th but you think so he I meant he did mean Modi. It wasn't. It's not that. Yeah, I mean, he can playing it. Mr. Advani hmm. will never miss a, a single opportunity to have a dig at Mr. Modi. That's true. That's You know, to give you to give you a record. I mean, right from the day when uh, when Narendra Modi, I remember in 2013 in Goa when he was appointed as the chairman of the campaign committee, Advani skipped that meeting. Hmm. Into then two months later, when he was being appointed as a ministerial candidate, Advani not only refused to. Go for that meeting. He sent a letter hmm. expressing his his, uh, doubt. his, his doubts yes. about the moves which were being made. I remember that. You know, in a couple of interviews, he did point out uh, that he wasn't really happy with the manner in which the structure of the BJP was being changed. The BJP under Vajpayee and Advani was supposed to be a democratic party, and Advani was convinced that under Modi, that that philosophy of the BJP was going to change. So you think he did mean he is well, taking the There is absolutely Modi. no doubt about that. Okay. And Mr. Advani, let me also point out, has been massively, massively upset. Hmm. with the present BJP dispensation hmm. for various reasons, he thought that he could be the next president, right. post Pranam Mukherjee. Even but that is not happening. Even that, <laughs> unfortunately, that is that impossible. Have really? a bet with me. Achha. Uh, I don't I know. Advani is probably the most bitter man in the country. Huh. So, I mean, it's, it's very <laughs> obvious that it was meant for Modi. I mean, nothing yeah. worked his way. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, notwithstanding 992, but I mean, you feel, feel bad for the old man. I mean, nothing ever worked his <laughs> way, you know. You know, if Vandita <laughs> would have put on, put in a follow-up question, huh. asking exactly the question that you're raising, huh. that sir, is this directed against Mr. Modi? Huh. The chances are that, Prime, that Mr. Edwani would have probably said, well, I would like him to also take to note. Also take note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, you know, can uh, I just add one point to it? That you know, this, all this talk of emergency happening again. Huh. I don't think it's possible. I agree with you. It's not you know, possible. It's not possible anymore. But then again, I will say this. Uh, I, I had told this friend of mine very long ago. At that time, I wasn't on Twitter and uh, I wasn't seen as pseudo-secular. So a lot of my friends thought I was overly critical of Manmohan Singh while not being that critical of Modi a few years ago. And uh, I had said that uh, Manmohan Singh is a greater danger because he has this universal acceptability and he's legitimizing corruption because of his veneer of I'm a decent person and he's a bigger danger to India than Modi who will never have universal acceptability. At that time, I thought, this was close to the you know, Gujarat riots, I said, he can never emerge as a national leader. Boy, was I wrong. So while I do agree with you, it's very, I don't think it's possible, but then stranger things have happened. Someone you know, what Modi it also allows, I think you have, what, what you say is an element of truth. I think the, the, prob the probity with which I think journalists approach any step that this government takes, uh, you know, as you, I think you've talked about it last time with Hartosh and I think before that in your interview with Mihir, mm. was, uh, was not there uh, during the UPA 1 and 2, True. especially during UPA 1. So can, I, you know, can I just add, you know, uh, we were talking about the temple demolition business, the mosque demolition business. Mm. LK Advani since since 1992, Advani would have done, I don't know how many interviews, thousands of interviews, if not more. Every interviewer, from a rookie reporter to the topmost editor, would have asked him a question on the Babri demolition. And Mr. Advani has answered that question. Mm. He has never said that, I don't want to comment on this. Mm. I want to know that Mr. Modi, who has done so many interviews in the past, how many of these big primetime journalists mm. have actually pressed him on that question? of what had happened in 2002. The only man who dared to do that was Karan Thapar and we all know what happened. Huh, but first of all, 2005. if anyone can get Modi to do a, uh, a proper interview, interview without a pre-decided list of questions, uh, wake me up. Uh, but I, I just like to point out that piece that I was talking about, Why Dil Dharakne Do is actually about corporate India, is written by Sachin Mampatta. It's a great piece. I highly recommend you read it. It's very entertaining and it's a great, uh, uh, it's very telling on corporate India as well. Uh, Anand, you want to take it from here? What do you want to talk about next? Oh. We have FTI on the radar as well, but you know, yes, before we, yeah, we have mean, 15 minutes left, so before that anyone has anything they want to talk about, go ahead. I want to speak about something which is not a little stale, but I suppose I'd like to get uh, people's views on it. Uh, a journalist uh, recently, Swati Chaturvedi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she happened to press uh, defamation, criminal defamation charges against uh, a Twitter, a Twitter mm. handle. So, insider, Latin uh, Latin insider. insider. So, uh, do you think do you think it was the right thing to do as a journalist? Because we're all you know, considering uh, uh, that criminal defamation is a pretty obnoxious law in India. It's, it's very it's very vague. It's subjective. Do you think as journalists, it's it's right to press charges of criminal defamation against an anonymous Twitter handle? Well, you know, last week uh, we forgot to discuss this. In fact, this mm -hmm. is as you said, you know, a ten-day-old story. And but we were discussing this with uh, with Hartosh mm -hmm. off the mic. And uh, Hartosh had some, said something that I agree with, which is that, you know, um, 
ही वॉज ऑन द थिंग वॉज किस किस को आप यू नो सू करोगे किस किस को सू करोगे पीपल कॉल मी खालिस्तानी पीपल कॉल मी ऑल सॉर्ट्स ऑफ स्टाफ यू नो पीपल कॉल भूपेंद्र प्रो मोदी एवरी टाइम एंड यू नो ऑल ऑल दैट काइंड ऑफ थिंग बट यू नो एंड यू नो देन आई टुक द एग्जाम्पल ऑफ जज यू गो ब्लैक इन अमेरिका हु वो एक्चुअली इवन वॉन्टेड Uh, defamation to be removed you know you the americans are going on the other extreme and here we are somebody but you know as if if a law exists which is like clause 2a and some an indian citizen wants to exercise that law i am no one to say that uh, you know he should not he or she shouldn't so the right no i'll tell you what is what's going wrong so, you know and you were just briefly alluding to it a short while back you see what's happening across newsrooms is that social media in particular what's what's appearing on twitter and facebook is beginning to impact the news judgments hmm. of individuals hmm. now in course of that what happens is that when there is a sustained campaign or a sustained abuse or troll which is leveled against uh, against individuals you know sometimes people are bound to snap yeah what the hell right you know i mean what the hell is this i mean so who's to say that maybe they may not have been similar accusations leveled against swati chaturvedi in the past by maybe other handlers hmm. uh, how to uh, no there have been i mean i've been, seen right? you know yeah. i think when so this she, thing came so out so she doesn't choose she to has, target yeah. those individuals or press a charge against them but yeah but also lakshans inside had a much larger following uh, manisha you I, were saying i think it shouldn't have been done especially because she's a journalist and it's a bad law and i don't agree with this use the bad law for the right reason kind of argument i don't think as a journalist she should have used criminal defamation a I very think, good piece i think explaining sorry did i cut you no Okay. Uh, a good piece is written by Asmita Bakshi uh, on Daily O, yeah. where she says that. Uh, let me begin by stating the bleeding obvious: harassment online is rampant, and taking it to the authorities is essential for its deterrence. I agree with her. Then she's gone on to say that you know it's fantastic that a woman who was being you know just trashed uh, in the most unfair most manner. Most women journalists have supported Swati Chaturvedi, yeah. by the way. But no, but she has said that it's good that she took this up. but it's not a good idea that she invoked that particular that law about criminalized so i think it's uh, i mean my position so, i could sorry what was the other uh, law that she could have invoked i'm, I'm not so sure uh, isn't, so isn't i'll just tell you that chaturvedi i'll, yeah. I'll quote it says yeah. chaturvedi filed charges against section 354a sexual harassment and punishment for sexual harassment which i think she should have because this guy was saying that she slept with the a and wo yeah. uh, 354d stalking 499 criminal defamation so maybe not 499 but on the rest i think she should have yeah. gone after him yeah. and she should go after him with that makes perfect sense huh and that makes perfect sense yeah i think that makes perfect sense yeah. so yeah so you've got what you want to talk about uh, manisha anand anyone wants to go i just want to speak about the supreme court judgment on government ads that the states have been flouting and mm-hmm. the recent one in my opinion is aam aadmi party that's come up with their new tv ad that really tastefully done ad <laughs> you have no taste manisha huh <laughs> sorry no apart from the aesthetics of the ad the supreme court judgment very clearly says that government ads have to convey it has to be used for public messaging to tell them about schemes initiatives policies and you cannot the photo is only a part of it that don't use the state government's pic- uh, the chief minister's picture it is to not or whatever achievements are done should not be just about this one person now this ad is just a two minute ad about arvind aise hain kejriwal waise hain unke against itne sare log hain par hum unke sath hain allah unhe bachaye bhagwan matlab what is the point of this why and is the, the government paying for an ad that is just two minutes of 
speaking about you know, Arun Kejriwal. Though I must say that I, I, in principle, I disagree with the Supreme Court judgment itself. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's a classic case where if people of a particular state or in the country, if they have chosen a party, and if that party chooses an individual, what is wrong? If that individual yeah. was put up with We've had a discussion. Right. This we, We've yeah. already done this in Hafta. We won't do okay. a deep dive because we had said either everybody should be off the plate or everyone should yeah. be on. You, yeah. can't have, you can use these two faces but not the rest. Forget the faces. The hmm. message. What is the message of the ad? What hmm. policy? What scheme? What are you trying to tell people? I Nothing. think it's a terrible ad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I, I, I think it's not in the spirit of what. There's okay. nothing that they're really conveying. No, I haven't seen the TV ad, but I saw the ad which has come out in the papers today. Yeah, Whether no, the TV ad. Oh, okay. Because the newspaper TV. ad is a fantastic ad, and if they manage to achieve what they're trying to achieve, mm -hmm. which is to regulate the fee structure across private schools in Delhi, right. it's going to be a massive step. Maybe some ideas thoughts the, on this as well. Yeah, yeah but that's uh, no uh, Manisha's story. Okay, okay, okay I haven't seen the TV ad. But I mean, it also mentions inside because the ad is primarily. I mean, the last image is of let's fight corruption together. You know, na mai ghus lunga, na ghus dunga, which is what uh, Mr. Kejriwal's daughter probably did. You know, when mm. uh, no, I, I, I've just done an interview with Manisha Sodia, in fact. Mm. Which yeah, I saw I, that. I, I, so let, let me just say, sure, you know, sure, sure, one sure. of the uh, things that the ad said was that we have arrested 35 mm. corrupt officers, and that was in that ad. I mean, they showed the billboard. Mm. Now, is is that not? I mean, that's not right because I think an RTI that was filed said that. Actually, that was correct, and you have got fooled by the... Satish Upadhyaya's campaign. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> these silly things. Because I ended up asking this question to Mr. Sasodhya yesterday. Yeah, but and then he showed me. Yeah, but the BJP's online yeah, troll yeah. army is really heavy. They, I no, mean, but this was Z News. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that all... Basically, the RTI was filed. Z News, that if I may add, Z -news. Yeah, Z -news. Z -news. Yeah, isn't exactly... The gold standard of journalism, <laughs> uh, but uh, but point out which one is then <laughs> apart from news laundry, of course. <laughs> no, uh, the, uh, just to you know clarify, the RTI that was filed was that how many arrests have been made following cases from the helpline, because they have cases that are pursued from the helpline, some personal complaints, some uh, written complaints. So they so they put out uh, on the website also that there are 35 arrests have been made. From Excise 12, Delhi Jail Board 9, Education 7, MCD 2. They put this list out. It's not online. So, yeah, that figure is correct. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this thing about corruption come hui hai. This is like, you know, aaj mausam bhoat achcha hai, kal mausam kharaab hoga. And, you know, this is like saying, I'm saying 90% corruption is... You, where is the data? Where, you know, Wait, you can't talk about it. I'll you know, tell you what, what's going on. And this yeah. is, you see, now again, there, there are a lot of similarities between Arvind Kejriwal and Narendra Modi. Because hmm. I think that both these individuals, in the last decade or so, are the first two politicians to have come up and captured national imagination, who have, identif who have converted this into an art of identifying the low-hanging fruit. You build a campaign. What is so International Day for Yoga, Swachh Bharat Abhiyan, you know, the list goes on, Atal Pension Yojana scheme. All these are schemes which if you do a you know, if you do a good data analysis, you will see that most of these schemes would have been implemented in some form or the other in the past. But it just enables them to create campaign points. Mm -hmm. Narendra Modi and Arvind Kejriwal resort to all this what I call gimmickry is because they are two leaders who have converted political campaigning into a permanent part of their politics. Whether elections are there or not, it doesn't matter. Mm. They constantly need mm. to create issues and themes around which they can so campaign. you're constantly a victim. You're constantly a victim. Mm. Or you're constantly a king. Mr. Yeah. Modi would like to believe that he's a king. Mr. Kejriwal would like to believe that he's a victim. Mm. Sorry. Um, anybody has anything more to say on the subject? Or should we move on to the FTII? FTII. Huh? Should we move on to FTII? Okay, before we move on to FTII, very quickly, I just was curious. I've been... Dharam Sankat has been happening in my head. 
you know uh, i interviewed mehir sharma a uh, couple of weeks back on his book and uh, i asked him about you know that whole go back simon thing that the online the loonies online who are always active start going after people well it so happens that you know he did happen to be christian i think in his case it's irrelevant you know when he's writing about politics and policy but he said that it's always irrelevant i disagreed i said in some cases it's relevant like reza aslan mm-hmm. when he wrote a book called zealot which many christians didn't like i said in that case it's relevant because you know he was a uh, iranian mm-hmm. muslim who converted to christianity <coughs> was going around you know converting people then converted back to islam so when you have a history like that i don't think there's any harm mm. in knowing who's the writer who's written this book what is his religious history because it's a book on christianity mm. uh, so a lot of people said no it's never relevant uh, so i don't know i just like to um, get everybody's views is it is it never relevant because i think there are certain times it's it's relevant i'm not saying it is in his case or all the cases i, case, I think I, i actually would agree with me here and mm. i think it's a pity that he disclosed that he is a atheist christian <laughs> I, i don't know what that means huh. uh, uh, i brought up as a christian but no mm. more christian okay. Okay. that's right. what he meant so, mm. right. so erstwhile christian whatever i think it's totally <laughs> irrelevant no in his and case I, it was no i'm saying generally like in gender i'm talking of gender there's no case also, where it's it relevant is, there's think? no case i'll tell you why and i think i've written on this you know when mm. i i wrote on veer sanghvi a piece on veer sanghvi mm. where the first 500 words were uh, you know deliberately taken from veer sanghvi but made to look like they'd been taken by uh, written by tavleen singh hmm. and i also took the example of economist hmm. i mean you know you you should read the writing not the writer you know if you the moment you start making the mistake of reading the writer hmm. you know then uh, for example i have no problem in reading uh, uh, you know articles in the economist hmm. or anonymous pieces hmm. you read what is in front of you and i think in all there's no conflict then uh, then the, <coughs> you mean there's no conflict of interest at all so if you're writing on politics and what is your position first i uh, my position is that yes the uh, uh, the reader deserves to know where this is coming from for example the garden carried a review of catherine boos uh, book written by a husband i mean come no, on sorry we're talking of religion <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> no, we we're talking no we're talking about clear cut point we're talking about we're talking about religion only when you're writing religion we're talking about politic political affiliation when you're writing about politics So what I'm saying is, if you write in religion, then I think where you come from, what your default settings have been, are very important. Right? Just as yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think I could agree with you on that. I mean, are you saying that because I come from Banaras and because my name is a Chobe and I'm an up, I'm an upper caste Brahmin, now that I believe in caste system, does it mean that every time I write on or or do a program on on issues related to to Islam yeah. or anything else, yeah, do I need to no declare sense. that I come from this region and this is what or my position is? Or you write something is? against atrocities against Dalits? Or I I, I don't buy that. I think I th- I think there are there are already so many biases which exist in our in our country and in our society. I think I should be judged on the basis of what I write or what I say. You may agree with it, you may disagree with it, but why should why should it be if there Manisha? be a feeling that I am doing this because of my religion? I think see in Reza Aslan's case also I don't think I'd agree with you because he has a BA in religious studies. You don't studies. agree with who? No one can see who you're talking about. Abhinandan Sekri hmm. because it's a he has a BA That's in religious studies. Certainly not for studies. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's done his studies in theology. He has a BA in religious sure. studies. So that's so sure I don't need to that's not central to his writing but no, it's yes not. after I read I think in a fair world that's all right but I don't think the world is I'm fair I'm saying value add I'm not saying it is a must I'm yeah. not talking about rules because a lot of people are, I'm saying this, I'm just saying it's a value add but uh, Bhupendra what you were saying I think if you wrote about dalit atrocities and uh, uh, someone who belongs to uh, the dalit community wrote about it hmm. yes I would definitely see it differently because we've discussed this very often I can say I know what it's like to be a woman I don't I can say I know what it's like to be a muslim I don't, and I pointed no, this out live last podcast. Until I was stopped at the LA airport with my brother-in-law, who's a Muslim, 
and I was ready to punch someone, I did not know what it's like. So it matters where you come from in some circumstances. But I would like to bring the California wine test into this. Hmm. You know, I mean, for example, you know, you know about the California wine test. You but know, no one can tell one wine from the other. Uh, yeah, you know, Unless, when California hmm. started growing a lot of wines. Hmm. You know, the French protested, saying, "Ah, you know, these are third-grade wines." And hmm. then, you know, these Californians said, "All right, we'll pour, hmm. you know, three French wines in three glasses and three hmm. California, and let you uh, find out which one is French." And they got it completely wrong. They said the best wine was so. You know, for example, if you know, Daru or insan mein fark hota hai, Anand Babu. Daru or insan mein fark hota hai. But it's interesting if we didn't. Yeah, know, if I did really not know that Ayan Hirsi Ali or, for example, uh, uh, who's the one who wrote Lajja? Tasneema Nasreen or anyone, Arundhati Roy or anyone. You read the writing. You know, if the moment you identify a person, oh, okay, this is a Muslim name, or this is a Christian name, or this is a pseudo-Christian name. You know, you you are deflecting your mind away from what you should be concentrating on, which is just that paragraph. If someone has lived through the partition, yes, and is writing about it, yeah, or was part of that entire uh, you know jatha that came, right, and I knew that's the person who's written it, I would definitely hold that writing in uh, you know in in higher esteem than I would with someone who's just read about it. I mean. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, journalists, writers should be known certainly for their ideology no, no, and their facts. Again, I qualified in some cases, like that book that was written. Journalists, ah, I agree. Okay. okay. If, if, it's, it's, a, if it's limited to a... you study literature and you do critical appreciation of authors, you do go into their background and know what their experiences, know what fact, their if you, upbringing was if you read to Piketty, understand their yeah, writing. If you read so. Piketty's book, which is quite a task, I must say, he talks about, you know, uh, all these writers who pride and prejudice, what's her name? Jane, um, Austen. Jane Austen, you know, where they, what kind of families they came from, which is why their books reflected the economics of those days. Uh, anyway, that's, that's, so do you mean to say that if, so do you mean to say that if I was to write a book, hmm. do you think that my, that book will have greater value if I was to make this disclosure that I was born in this place which comes with these kind of depends on what, what you're writing about. on. I if you're writing on politics, politics, no, you don't no, have to. Then it doesn't have to. You're a journalist. But if you're writing about experience. the importance of Banaras being made the capital of India mm. and it being the purest and most amazing city in the world, but that's, yeah, it that's would matter to me that you're from Banaras. So, but that's in a, that's specific. <laughs> Again, that's bring a very nice analogy here because I've pondered on this question a lot. You know, when people say like Naipaul is one of the proponents of, you know, I'm always collecting material. Hmm. If I want to write about something, you know, I better go there, spend some time there. And then people start discussing, oh, you spent only two months there. Oh, I spent three years there. Hmm. You know, this is like bringing gradation. And somebody asked Rushdie when he wrote, I think Barkha asked Rashti when he wrote this book on Kashmir hmm. that, you know, it's been 30 years since Shalimar you've been the to... clown. Hmm. Yeah, 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 that's hmm. right. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, well, I've been there once and this is fiction. Uh, this is so Rashti, it's a great book. But, you know, what comes to mind, what comes to mind is, you know, uh, there was this uh, uh, movie called Marathon Man huh. where you had Dustin Hoffman, young Dustin Hoffman and uh, Sir Laurence Olivier and they were in together. And there was a scene of, you know, the marathon, uh, the guy huffing and puffing. And uh, Dustin Hoffman went around the blocks, you know, six, seven times. And he was all exhausted, huffing and puffing. And, you know, he comes to the thing and he sees Sir Lawrence Olivier, you know, coming there, smoking a cigar and being very casual. And he says, but sir, we're about to take the shoot, you know, uh, the shot. Uh, you're, not, you're not in that thing. He said, 
ever tried acting, my dear. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, when, you uh, talk, when you're talking of fiction, right. let your mind take over. Of course, experiences sure. matter. If it's about fiction, but fair enough. Arunab, sorry, Arunab hasn't given his position. Oh, he has. No, I have. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry, now, last, uh, we'll just end with the FTI appointment. Um, why don't you go first? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a classic case. Uh, whenever there is a change of regime, Sorry, uh, just tell the audience what the oh, case okay. is in okay. 20 so, seconds before uh, you tell us your view. So there's, this, uh, there's a story now which has been uh, generating a lot of heat about the appointment of Yudhishthir Gajendra Chauhan mm. uh, <laughs> as, uh, as the FTII chairman. Uh, FTI students, former faculty members have all been up in arms saying that uh, Mr. Chauhan doesn't have the kind of uh, caliber or the pedigree to be appointed to the post which has had some real top uh, shots in our, in our industry. Uh, and now it turns out that some members who've been nominated uh, to the governing body are also people who belong either to the RSS or have had mm. relationships uh, with, right. the, with the BJP in the past. Mm. Now, my position on that is that whenever there is a change of regime, you do see such appointments. You know, we just had uh, Mr. Palaj Nilani when mm. he was appointed as mm. the chairman of the censor board. What was his claim to fame? Ashok Pandit mm. is, uh, is, is a member of uh, the censor board. You could argue mm. that what's his claim to fame? It's in that series. Sure. You know, uh, uh, in Delhi, there are a whole lot of appointments which have been made in Prasad Bharti board, for instance. Every government does that. Okay. The BJP has also done that. Is it okay? No. Mm. But is it going to stop? No. It's not, it's not unusual. Is it's not unusual is my position on that. Anand? I think it's appalling. I mm. think this is carrying on with the legacy that of Congress and of, I think, BJP before that. And it is infuriating that they do this. And I think this actually tells the larger malaise in our society. That is, the politicians refuse to believe that you, uh, you cannot be of any wing. You know, you can be independent thinking and you can be uh, in love with your art of what you do. The same thing is in this FTII case as well. The same thing was with Congress when they appointed, you know, a Danceus as the chairman of the censor board, Leela Sampson, hmm. and uh, this Nehlani guy, okay, who's turned out to be a real... Uh, uh, Why know. did you say Danceus? Why does that matter? No, what I'm saying is, uh, a, a censor board, okay. she, she was the chief, Leela Sampson, okay. she was oh, the chief okay, of, sorry. before Nehlani. I was just saying, you aren't doing a Sanjay Nirupam on us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, I, I thought better than dancer was Danceus. Oh, okay. More it's you know, kind of gives, it's more elevated than just calling someone a dancer. Right. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this is, this is reflective of our society. We refuse to believe. And you're calling it a change. Modi, I, Sonia, I, It is disgusting and it, it must change, but it will not because everyone is supporting. Hmm. You know, uh, people were against Congress doing the same thing. And the same guys are now saying... Yeah, uh, that is worrying. Marisha, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, successive governments may have done it, but it has reached a new low with this appointment. And I would ask everyone to watch this FTI video that the student has made there. Our writer Mahima Singh has done a story on it. It's better than any opinion piece on it. It just shows you what this man has done. What is his filmography? He was selling malas on teleshopping. Yeah, 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 he still does. His ads and, still come. I mean, mm. I, and no, this, but, so we've interviewed... Uh, one of the FTI purifiers or fans, you know. No, but that Sachin, no, but that is not Sachin's claim yeah. to fame. What I'm saying no, but is this guy is not qualified. Not qualified. Actually, this debate is not a paradigm change. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself this question why is it that everything related to the right wing, mm -hmm. why is it that you have so much of mediocrity? Are there, are, there, are there any. Gen Suppose Mr. Chauhan was not the mm -hmm. FTI chairman.
कैन यू थिंक ऑफ एनी पर्सन pretty much some of the leading lights of our academic world mm. now for this handle which is an out and out bhakt handle mm. these people's views just don't matter i think what is happening in our countries because for the first time we got a truly right wing government a right wing full majority government mm. on the but the thinking the opinion making completely either is with the centrist forces or as 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 anand says you know it's on on people who are on the left side mm. of the political brigade so you the right hasn't really come to terms with that reality and because it's a first experience for them therefore i mean vinod khanna was the fti chairman if no i remember correctly then. and no one objected then he happens that to be bjp so, mp like that is rajendra uh, chauhan paresh rawal supposed to be bjp i wouldn't have had a problem with him being appointed so paresh rawal is this one Anupam, yeah. i mean yeah Anupam, i mean but again i mean you know is he is he a right wing guy Well, but he no, I know he is right wing, but he is he is closer to yeah. see yeah. Anand. I am not saying everyone has to have a label. Mm. There are some people. And this is again, who, if, if I can just say, you know, when you during your interview with me, you you know you obviously showered plaudits on me, which I, for which I am very grateful. But you also said I have had my disagreements. Uh, we've had our dis- disagreements on ideology. Hmm. So I want to ask you, what is our ideology? Oh, mine or yours? Yeah, ours, both ours. First, you both. tell me what is your, then you tell I me would, what is mine. I would say I uh, on uh, politically the current politics. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a little left of center, and I have a certain dislike for any religious identity in politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and although you're atheist, and I'm not atheist, just mm-hmm. coming to the point. So I have a certain dislike for getting that into politics. You know, ki. and on that front i think you are a little kinder to the right wing mm-hmm. uh, as is you know every now i'm not saying and has to be labeled but i think that is true it exists but i mean uh, a larger point here abhinandan mm-hmm. is that i 
even though I have my views on saying that, you know, people are always saying that, you know, where are the right-wing intellectuals and all mm. that, it is not that they don't exist. Mm. The tragedy is that the, the tragedy, Bupender, is that neither so, the left, because of their clique, have discovered them, nor the right, which is the BJP, is discovering them. When you're propping up people like Dinanar Batra mm. and you know all all these guys, Mulani <laughs> and these guys, how in the world are you going to look for people who are gen like Majumdar or like Sitaram Goel or whatever maybe so they are? Or Parish Rawal? No, no. So, but, but may I again? May I again? So, just, 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 just it help is, you sort of You know, you should be criticizing BJP for this. I am, I am. But you yeah. know, but what has happened is that, and again, it goes back to the change of regime. And again, it's about the trajectory that Mr. Modi has had because in Gujarat, which was, you know, it was a cultural a destination of sorts uh, in India for a very long time. You see, with the advent of Prime Minister Modi, their whole area of operation in grey, that has ceased to exist. So, like his question to you is that, what is your ideology? It hmm. must be black, it must be white. No, it need it not. But I'm be, saying on certain, on, on certain issues it can, but on certain issues it's so... But I'm saying hmm. the reason why Gajendra Chauhan gets appointed and not at Kiran Kher or Anupam Kher or, or, or Vinod Khanna or whoever Because else, theirs is very visible. Big, yeah. Not just that, but A, A, it's visible and B, this establishment abhors hmm. the concept of identifying itself with those individuals who can operate in the world of grey. It believes that that's a strict no-no. Okay, I think we've gone on longer than usual today. In fact, we should from next time restrict ourselves to under 60 minutes. But thank you all if you've been listening for so long uh, for subjecting yourself to the hafta. We enjoy bringing this to you. We hope you like it. Uh, remember, when the public pays, the public is served and corporations pay. Corporations are served. Uh, get on to newslawney.com, pay to keep news free, and if you want to take part in our conflict of interest report, please mail us at contact at newslawney.com or inbox us on Facebook, and we'll prepare a very comprehensive list of conflicts of interest. And we'll end with this song, which I'm sure... I'm sorry, before we end, I have yeah. to say, this is the second time we're having a guest hmm. who's not given us a scoop. <laughs> Come on, we can't, we can't let you get away with it. You've interviewed Lalit Modi before, you've interviewed Vasandura Rajesh India before. I mean, you can't, we can't let him go away without telling us. So since we're on the subject of Lalit Modi and Vasundhara Rajesh and Sushma Swaraj, so here's a big headline. I think that what you will see before the next session of parliament, hmm. you will see the resignation of one of the two individuals. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, if that's a Thank scoop. You. If that's a scoop. <laughs> I see. So, on that note, explosive we would, note. Like, on that explosive <laughs> note, uh, we'd like to dedicate that. this song to Mr. Lalit Modi, <laughs> who has been talking about his Saal Ki Yari with whether it is with the Singh family or with the Sindhya family that you know our families have been, I'm sure uh, they are all singing this to each other and regretting the day they met. song said Aaj hase, kal rula na dena, but that's already happened thank you Bhupen for coming oh, thank it's you. been a pleasure having you hopefully thank next time you. you'll get us some scoops well, thank you everybody thank, thank, you. You. thank you and see you guys next hafta remember stay online stay connected catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook